Okay, so remember when we talked to Jason Brown from Farley's? Remember Jason? Yes, I do. The fun guy who was trying to talk to us from a secure environment, and he was telling us all about cybersecurity. Do you remember the last thing he said to us when we said goodbye to him? Ooh, be afraid, be very afraid. Yeah, well... I don't want to sort of like say he's he really knew what he was talking about, but damn, he really knew what he, took, he was talking about because right now we need to be afraid and very afraid about our mobile phones. Ever heard of a thing called Pegasus? Yeah, the flying horse. Oh, yeah, well, there's an even worse Pegasus out there. Let's talk about it. You're listening to iSpy, the carrier pigeon of Australian intelligence. Oh, Asia's just shit everywhere. Literally, literally shit everywhere. I'm covered in it. Hello and welcome to I Spied. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan and we are locked up in our bedrooms once again because... Yeah, separate bedrooms. Separate bedrooms. (laughs) Yeah, we should should point that out, separate bedrooms. Yeah, yeah. Because if it was the same bedroom, I'm pretty sure I would have killed you by now. COVID wouldn't have, I would have. After four days in isolation waiting for my COVID test to come back, my family's ready to kill me and I'm ready yeah. to kill them. It's, I bet. But, you know, it's really nice to be able to reach across the, the airwaves, reach across through the internet and catch up with you. And also, but also using the internet is now perilously dangerous. I can't even imagine the wormholes that you are going deep into, uh, considering before COVID, you were already, you know, just a little light reading with anything that was on the uh-huh. internet. And now yeah. you are probably deep, deep, deep in like QAnon. <laughs> I have nothing to do. Um, yeah. It's so desperate these days. I'm making steam puddings and <laughs> banana bread muffins. I mean, I've gone yes. insane. Gotcha, boomer. Anyway, let's talk about um, Pegasus and And specifically, we're going to talk about um, the Pegasus tool. Yeah. Now, Pegasus is a spyware device, right? Yeah. And what it has done, it has literally changed the way we do intelligence now. It's insidious. It's a dreadful little thing. Just so you know, it is regarded as the most invasive piece of spyware ever created by man. It's literally going nuclear online. So, uh, as Jason said, be afraid, be very afraid, because this thing can be dumped on a phone through a text message. You don't even have to click a link. It's called zero-day vulnerability. Basically, this thing will go onto your phone. So if somebody gets your phone number that has this software, they can literally send you a text. You don't even have to click on the text. As soon as the text arrives in your message box, it goes to work. And it exploits zero-day vulnerabilities, which are these flaws. You know, we always get updates for our operating system. Yep, yep. Well, there because there are flaws that appear as the operating system goes into action, these flaws start to appear and, of course, the provider then has to correct them. So they send updates. Well, this thing finds those mistakes, those flaws, and immediately exploits them to take control of your phone. Now, it doesn't just take control. It doesn't just like go, ooh, I can get a message through or I can corrupt your phone. It literally can switch your camera on when it wants to, switch your microphone on when it wants to, take any photo, any message, any email, any bookmark, anything. It literally becomes the controlling device of your phone. I'm literally afraid right now. Well, it gets better. There's no way you'll ever know that it's actually happened. Well, not exactly. You won't know if you've actually been taken over by it. Yet, but but can, can I ask a question? Can you delete the message? Will that delete it off there? Like how? 
No, 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 no. No. Once it's in, it's, it's in. in. Now, here's the thing that was really interesting about it, because, again, I've been sitting here reading and I'm full of facts. And if I get anything wrong, I'm just going to plead the fifth and say, never said it. No, that's that's what a prime minister says. I'm going to basically turn around and say the information is changing as rapidly as you can imagine. But right. essentially what happens is it goes into the cache of your phone. It doesn't go into the long-term memory. It goes into the short-term memory of your phone. So as soon as you clear the cache, as soon as it clears itself, it gets rid of the software, but the phone has been hacked. Right. So then it stays. Well, they can activate it and then they can switch it off. That's the other thing they can do. They can just shut it down. This is crazy. How do you fight this? You don't. The simple way is you've got to find a new way of using your technology or finding a new a system. For me, it's really hard to hack a carrier pigeon, so I'm going to move into that area. Right. <laughs> We're all moving back into carrier pigeons. We're going back to – because you can't. Now, the interesting thing about it is it comes out of a group called the NSO Group in Israel, which is a yeah. software company. I was now, going to say, this has Israeli written all over it. <laughs> well, this is the thing. Israel have a massive R&D section when it comes to things like hacking. So NSO Group created this piece of software and then they started selling it to governments that required it. Now, NSO Group have basically turned around. This was exposed by an NGO in Paris called Forbidden Stories, but they were also working with Le Monde and Washington Post and, interestingly enough, Amnesty International because Amnesty International and their security lab, yes, Amnesty International. I know. Have a security I was like lab. sitting here thinking, going, really? Amnesty International? I mean, aren't they meant to be for good, not evil? Yeah, but hang on. Security Lab. Basically, remember, say there's a government in the world that might be hosting an Olympics at this very point in time, and they like to go out and kill cetaceans in the Antarctic Circle. And there are a bunch of guys, let's just call them, for want of a better name, Amnesty International um, that keep <laughs> ramming their ships, they might want to get information on them. So right. they're going to have, maybe it'll be industrial espionage. There could be a bit of government espionage going on as well, right? So these guys are going to want information. This country that is hosting the Olympics is going to want information about these guys that are stopping them from hunting whales. Yep. So Amnesty International, because they ruffle a lot of feathers... <laughs> Pardon the pun. Um, Because they do that, what they do is they have to be very aware of their own security. So, yes, they would have something like a security lab to protect themselves. And through this security lab, what did they discover? They discovered this thing called Pegasus. And then they had a talk to a lot of journalists and activists because they seem to be the people that Pegasus is being pointed towards. And now this is crazy to me that this thing, like how long do we suppose it was out in the sphere before anyone recognised that it was there? Uh, best estimates at the moment said say it started around about 2016, 2017. So for five years, a good five years, people yeah. have had this spyware on their phones and no one's known about it. Well, the spyware that they had, when you go back to the 2016, 2017 dateline, that would have been a one-click hack. So, you know, you get those strange messages that got, oh, quick, someone in your area. It's the classic Facebook hack. Someone in your area might be hurt. So please click on this link and find out if someone in your family has been injured. And as soon as you click on that, you've been hacked. So what they've basically done is there was that. What they've done is they've removed the click. 
you don't need to click on a link anymore. As soon as it hits, you're on. It's so bizarre. So someone just has to get your phone number and text it to you. Yep. That's basically it. And they found that there were about 50,000 phone numbers that could possibly have been hit by it. But let me tell you, there are some absolute stars in the lineup for who they've hacked. Yes. Tell me about it. The French president. uh, Emmanuel Macron. Macron. The president of Iraq. The president of Pakistan. Angela Merkel's phone supposedly was hacked by the US. It wouldn't surprise me if they'd done that, though. Yeah. The US hacked it and she found out, so I don't think it was that. Interestingly enough, it's the countries that they've sold it to that make it starts to make a bit of sense. So right. there's India, Azerbaijan, yep. and Kazakhstan, two of the most democratic nations on the planet. Hungary, again, another strongly democratic place. Yeah. Morocco, Mexico, Rwanda, and dare I say it, Saudi Arabia. So, wow, this is so interesting. So Saudi Arabia, I mean, that could have implications for Khashoggi, no? Oh, that's already been brought up. The whole Khashoggi thing, yep. They think that not only was Khashoggi's phone hacked with it, but most of the people in his inner circle would have been hacked as well. Yeah, which makes sense. Yeah, but this is the way – this is the interesting thing about how they've used it is a great example is a Mexican journalist who was then murdered – it, it turns out that her phone was hacked, but not only was her phone hacked, her contacts were hacked, and of course, this is my favourite, her 16-year-old son's phone was hacked. Wow. Right. So there, this is a deep dive intelligence operation. Now, journalists are of great fascination to intelligence organisations because journalists get sources. They yeah. get sources and they don't share. So the interesting thing is they would definitely, intelligence organisations would like this to be able to A, find out what the journalist knows and B, yeah. find out who the journalist knows. Find out, you know, who are they talking to and where are they getting this information from? So tracing a leak, it's a really good idea. But to go and hack, say, the French president's phone. Now, have a guess. Who do you think it would have been that hacked the French president? Which country? I'm trying to think. I'm like, that silence is me thinking. I don't have thinking yeah. music in my head. Um, I don't know. Who? It would have been probably Morocco. Right? Really? Oh, yeah. Morocco and France have... Yeah. I know, but like have long-standing anim- uh, well, they have long-standing animosity towards each other. Yeah, but and- I feel like that's old, old stuff. Oh, yeah, but you know what? That old stuff it never gets old. No. Um, uh, also, of course, if the Pakistani president's been hacked, it's more than likely that it was the Indians that did it. And interestingly yes, well, enough, there's. There's a lovely, uh, like a lovely photo of Modi and Netanyahu walking on a beach in Tel Aviv, barefoot in the waves. Oh. It's, it's really quite creepy. Um, yeah. Walking together, and it was like essentially the Pakistanis were being hacked pretty much straight after Modi had been in Israel for this meeting with Netanyahu. So what's going on is Israel has been supplying, or at least this group, NSO, have been supplying all of these nations with this piece of hacking material. Now, the interesting thing about it, of course, is NSO group have denied any knowledge of this. Yep. Utterly denied it. We won't. No, well, what? No, not us. Right. Um, as they've said, it's only used for criminals and terrorists. And any country that uses our software and does the wrong thing with it, well, we're not going to give them any more updates. Well, it's a bit late now. They've got the the material. Yeah. Now, of course, 
you're going to have to update this spyware as you use it because as the the glitches in the phone are corrected with updates, they're then going to have to update their software to be able to find more glitches. But the thing about it is when you look at an authoritarian state that gets their mm. hands on this technology. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. So my everyone's question is, right, is people have lost their lives because secrets have been uncovered yep. with, through information with Pegasus. Mm-hmm. Could you then hold the, the people who invented it, who created it, the software developers, accountable for murder? Yeah, I reckon you'd, you'd struggle to make that stick in a court. Right, but... I mean, but, do you, see what, you see what I'm getting at, right? Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, the interesting thing is with NSO, the bank that funds them. They're funded by a bank, uh, an entrepreneurial bank, as it's described. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not a real bank. <laughs> uh, uh, what's the name? I can actually give you the name of the bank. It is Novel Pina Capital, based right. in London. They're in trouble. They've actually got some real financial issues coming up now because suddenly there, I'd say what's happened is their shareholders have gone, uh, hang on, we're deeply involved in an exceptionally dodgy piece of spyware. Uh, we'd like our money out, uh, out now because, of course, don't forget, if this company goes under because of this piece of software and then, of course, the bank goes under, everyone loses their money. But this yeah. would have been – and we're talking – Big money. This is not a cheap piece of software. No. It's not like going on an app and getting in-app purchases. This would cost you millions to get your hands on. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting too because, you know, when we look at the leaked list, it was about 50,000 phone numbers. Yeah. The people are saying, well, specifically an Indian investigative journalist, when I looked through all this stuff, he was saying, you know, Apple should be able to block stuff like this. And he doubts that, that, that it's something they can't fix. What do you think about that when it comes to because at the end of the day this is spyware that gets planted on your phone we have updates all the time specifically yep. on iPhones oh yeah for this there must be a workaround well the problem is it works by attacking not certain like it can access your phone through a message on WhatsApp a message on Messenger an email yeah through social media but it's not the app that's the problem. It's the operating system of the phone that's the problem. Now, right. interestingly enough, I mean, there was that great case in San Diego where there was a terrorist incident. I think it was in San Diego and the American police, or was it Sacramento? Can't remember. But the American, the FBI wanted access to one of the terrorists' iPhones. Yeah. And Apple said, we don't have a workaround for this. We don't have a back door. Well, actually, we do. But yeah. it wasn't created by Apple. And the thing is, once the genie is out of the bottle, how do you get it back in? This well, is yeah. the real problem with this software is now it's out and everyone knows it exists. There well, would be people that are going to try and reverse engineer the same piece of spyware. Yeah. Well, they're saying, you know, this this was a piece of software that cost so much money, but everyone is aware that these things, these spyware has, you know, a shelf life. It's not going to last forever. And it's usually targeted, specifically targeted. So, I mean, mm. the average person doesn't need to stress about this happening to them, no. I would imagine, no, but no, it's no, extremely no. targeted. No, 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 no. We, we really, we don't know. No, 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 no. There's no point in worrying about this uh, because I'm sorry, 
Uh, and look, I know people hate it when I say this. When and it's the classic not that question. Important. You're just not that important. No. I'm really sorry. It's the classic line I always get is, "Oh, you work for ASIO. What's my file say? Why would you have a file?" Exactly. You- no, it's so true. And I think the, the same could be said about this. But it does kind of play into that whole um, idea that people are watching and people are listening. And there's yeah. a lot of you know conspiracy around this this exact thing. And now we're seeing it in play. Now. Yeah. Could there be capacity for this to happen on a larger scale for oh, government to like track what the individuals are doing? I think that's kind of part of the the scary part. And also, you know, if you look deep into conspiracy theories, that's what everyone thought the Australian government was introducing with their COVID Safe app. It's also why I didn't sign on to it. But there, you know, I didn't sign on to it because it was garbage. Well, yeah, well, I knew was it was going to be garbage. Um, but also, there, there were a lot of skeptics that were like that opened up the government to a whole bunch of data that they didn't necessarily need to have. But I, I always find the fun thing about that, the government's got my data. Well, yeah. every year, if you're doing the right thing, you're telling the government absolutely everything you've earned and everything you've spent your money on, yeah. right? That's called a tax return. I always <laughs> found that interesting when people yeah. sort of went, oh, ASIO, they, they want information. You volunteer that information to the government every year. But only if I get money back, will I volunteer that information? <laughs> <laughs> Boom, baby. Um, the other thing with this, and it's a really interesting point, is, and it comes down to that idea, I think we've discussed it before, is if you wanted an intelligence organization in Australia to be able to watch absolutely everybody in Australia, you'd have an organization about the size of Sydney. It it would take millions of people to process that information. And even with millions of people processing that information and the best computers, the information is going to get to the relevant desk officer three weeks after, unless it really throws up a big red flag. On that point of information is it now comes down to targeting. And that's what's really interesting about this is the targeting that's been used by the people that have this piece of spyware. They're targeting activists, extreme, well, not extremists, activists, journalists. Agitators. But also opposition politicians. Yeah. Right? So the fact that India is spying on Pakistan, okay. It's pretty normal. I mean, they are literally yeah. nuclear neighbours. They they are antagonistic towards each other and have been since partition. That makes sense. But when you've got someone like Azerbaijan, Kazakhstan, Mexico, yeah. Mexico is meant to be a fairly democratic place. But is Mexico doing it, you know, I mean, they've got massive issues with drugs and, I mean, could they be do- using it for good? Well, they could be. I mean, that that is the point of it, is it's there for criminals and terrorists. Yeah. But um, in Mexico, the journalist who was killed had just done a huge expose about corruption in the president's office, how the, the president of, yeah. uh, or the former president, at least, of Mexico was inherently corrupt, all right? So the next thing you know, she's dead. So and, I mean, that and was- this, is, this is the issue, especially... And a lot of people, look, I find it really hard to be a journalist and to speak about my profession at the moment. There's a lot of distrust and hatred towards what it is we do, specifically people following the whole idea that it's fake news. But Mm. there is a lot of journalists doing a lot of extremely dangerous and good work. And we have to remember that at the end of the day, without great journalists, a lot of this information would not be come out we wouldn't oh, know about half of these things and it's it's just so sad to me that governments would be 
using spyware to uncover journalists and to follow what they're saying and then to potentially murder them. Yeah. And the thing is, this is now what's really interesting about this, what it's revealed, not just the fact that there are these incredible piece of technology, but also these incredible liberties that are being taken with it. It's also shown that the marketplace itself for spyware is pretty much tiger country. It's, It's wild. It's pretty much unregulated. Yeah. Um, no one's really sort of saying, guys, really, do you need to be able to activate the camera and the microphone? Which they can do. I, you know, If it was on my phone right now, it could be the, the camera and the microphone on my phone could be activated right now while we're, we're recording this. Why they do it, it'd be easier just to subscribe to the podcast yeah. or follow <laughs> us on Twitter at Podcast. Um, you could always do that. But, or, um, or just call you up and you'll chat to them all day long because you're bored at the moment. <laughs> basically, if they rang up and went, hi, we'd like to do you an interview about your opinion. Where? When? Where I've got a bit? microphone. You need my opinion. I've got opinions. <laughs> I've got opinions. Do you want to talk to me? I'll talk to you. I'll talk to anyone. And I yeah. will talk to anyone. I'm a sad kind of guy because I'm stuck in a, in a box made of yeah. blankets. So the whole thing about this is, is it's shown yep. that A, we're kind of losing control of that the, the internet sphere of spyware is becoming so insidious now that it's virtually un, unstoppable and unbreakable. Now, the Amnesty Sp- uh, Security Lab have come up with a way to determine if your phone has been hacked by Pegasus. Okay, They've how come do you do that? Uh, there's a website. I'll put it on the. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll send send the link to so and you can all so everyone can go on and do it and go. Oh, that's disappointing. And no look, one cares. On, look on this and on spyware specifically. I mean, re, we did have Australia come out, the Australian government, and kind of finger point to China about the hacking of Microsoft Outlook, which happened yeah. in January, and kind of caused all kinds of dramas. I, for one, especially where we work, we had we use Microsoft Outlook. It became a whole thing where we had to take it off servers and we had to put it mm-hmm. elsewhere. Is this going? Are we going to see China getting more involved in spyware and this kind of behaviour as well? I think that that horse has bolted, and we're now just shutting the gate. If yeah. this exists in Israel, you can almost be guaranteed the Chinese would have been playing with it as well. Yeah, and that's and see that's my question. Is I'm very surprised that China hasn't popped up on this list for Pegasus. So so I think chances are they have their own version. Oh, uh, I don't think it, the, the reason they haven't popped up on this list is because they haven't been caught. And China yeah. would no doubt have looked at that technology and gone, gee, that's interesting, and then turned around to their farm of, of coders yeah. and gone, write one for us. Yeah. The other thing that's like with China is China, I mean, they would certainly direct it inward and they would direct it outward. Yeah. What, would, what I'd be interested in is do we have it? Do we? Do you reckon? No. I don't think we would. We may have something similar and we'd probably, there'd probably be people at Signals and also in ASIO going, oh, gee, that'd be nice. I wouldn't mind a bit of that. But right. the bottom line is we'd be working on this on similar sort of spyware. But again, it comes down to the use of the tool. It's not the tool itself that's, it, that is the problem. Don't, look, this is a really insidious tool, but it's the use of it. Can you be yeah. trusted to use it morally? Now, unfortunately, intelligence gathering, particularly in a, an authoritarian regime, is not a moral exercise. No. Right? And that 
bottom line, like, would has someone put Pegasus on Scott Morrison's phone? Why? I mean, yeah. why? Why would you? And, and Seriously. But, the, but also when you think about using this in the correct way, I mean, who is who holds a moral high ground with this? Do you know what I mean? There is no one that I, I think, no government that could hold any moral high ground to justify using spyware of this nature. The only way you can justify this kind of spyware is that there is a clear and present danger that is threatening lives. That would be it. And the whole idea is you'd use it as you would. I mean, this is a sort of thing that you don't need a warrant for because it's virtually untraceable. The fact that it's been uncovered is a huge, huge pickup. But ultimately, when you think about the scope of this, because it's not going to go away. It's out now. Literally, the genie's out of the bottle and there's nothing we can do to stop it. It's out there. So ultimately, I think we're looking at, it comes down to not relying on your phone anymore as your office, if you're Uh, in that position. Well, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, what can we rely on at the end of the day? Emails are getting hacked. Are we going back to pen and paper? Is that what we're going to do? Morse code. Well, I mean, that was one of the great things about US elections when they said, oh, we're going through all these problems with our computerized voting systems. Yeah. And we've got to stop them from being hacked. And I can remember turning around to a, an American friend who went, oh, gee, I just how do you guys deal with it? And I went, it's really simple. We use a paper and a pen for our elections and we count them by hand. And they were like, what? It's like, yeah, it's really hard to hack a piece of paper other than showing up with a a ballot box full of pre-ticked vote cards. But with this, what do we do? I don't know. That's The simple answer is I don't know. I I have no concept or no no idea how you would combat this. It's pen, paper, Morse code, and we start getting back down to carrier pigeons. I'm Yeah, my carrier pigeon collection's building up. I just grab them off the street in the city. <laughs> They're just so messy, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. My, pat- my patio looks terrible. Yeah. Um, Rats <laughs> with kids. wings. Rats with wings. Yeah. What I like is you know you got a call because they go, kur, 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 kur. you pick it up, hello. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> 